Welcome everyone to a whole new year. It's 2021, mm. the um, first episode of the new year of the Tailgate Pod. Come on. Uh, I am Mike. For those of you joining us for the first time, Tailgate Pod is just a, we just hold a series of conversations that will encourage you to grow and to develop in any area that God is calling you to. Mm. Uh, as always, I want to welcome my partner in crime. Oh boy. Not really crime. Hopefully, yeah. No, Crimes no crime. against the kingdom of darkness. There we go. Crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My partner in crimes we're, against we're the kingdom men. of darkness. <laughs> the Riley Halliday. Welcome to the Tailgate so Pod, good, my friend. So good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to yeah, you, man. man. 2021. We made it. It's awesome. Hey, look, <laughs> we turned a page yes. it, from 2020 and 2021, and the same problems are still here. Tell you what, so. man. The whole Y2K thing. <laughs> it's okay, kids. Don't worry about it. Go, go Google it. Go Google Y2K. Have some laughs. Yes. It it, it will. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, 2021. Uh, January is an, uh, an exciting month. A lot of stuff happening. Yeah. In 2021, we've got, uh, so the towards last few weeks of December, basketball season started. NBA, we're I there. Have, I have one very important question for oh, you, man. Oh, man. Do you think there's any chance that the Lakers would repeat? Oh yeah, we, yeah. That's what we do, man. We get, we get championships. No, that's not what you do. But we get, that's let's what see, we do. Will they do it now? I don't know. We'll that's see. what we do, man. I I do think the the window for us to win is now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so we're gonna go and get them. Oh, year eighteen, LeBron. Man, I don't know what they. I don't know what they doing with this dude, man. Bro, he eating them Wheaties. He, he on that Gatorade. <laughs> he on something. He on that Gatorade. Wearing Jordans. And all. Yeah, that's what a million dollars just for your your health will do for you. Yeah, that I dude, guess that so. Yes, best in his body. So, yep. So yeah, we're all right. You know, that Lake Show. We're doing Lake we do. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Defending champs. No big, Defending no big deal. Champ. No big deal. <laughs> so I do. Um, yeah. The um, the Lakers, man. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, all man. Right. We'll see what happens. Portland's looking good. Y'all, y'all made some moves. Yes. I made some yes. Moves. Uh, I, I'm excited for for this year in Portland as long as everybody stays healthy. Melo got his braids back, so dude. Yeah. But was year eighteen mellow too, hey, right? Hey, he ain't no year eighteen LeBron, but yeah, but he'll get but you. He's doing good. He's he'll get, doing really he'll good. get you fifteen. I, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for his role uh, on on the Blazers uh, as well. And then of course Damian Lillard. That this dude is he's the best point guard Dame in the NBA. Time. He is the best point guard in the NBA. Yeah. If you dare try to say LeBron James is he's not a point guard. I mean, who led the league in assists last year? <laughs> That's right. We go, we go do, That's we go right. Go back into this nonsense. I mean, you asked man. for it. I, I, I'm I telling wasn't, you, dude. I wasn't right, going to say anything. So. You can't throw Luka Don Don Donchick. Yeah, Baby Braun. That's what yeah, I call Yeah, you can't. Him. Yeah, great. Baby Braun. You can't throw him because he's not a point guard. He is. He's not. He's not a true point guard. What's a true point guard? Bro, let's get into this content before we get into no, this debate. No, <laughs> pause. Pause on the content. <laughs> like, tailgate pod listeners, here's the thing. The greatest point guard of all time, Magic Johnson, right? Yeah, I would say Magic Johnson. He's 6'9". But he played point guard. So does LeBron. He, no, he doesn't play point. He doesn't guard the point guard. Does Magic? Yeah, he guarded the he point guard. He guards whoever. He, bro. He, yeah, he could game, guard whoever. He, was, he can play one through five. But he did not guard the point guard. He only brings the ball up. It's like Pippen. LeBron. All right, so look at Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was a point forward. Sure. He probably was the first one who actually started that. And it's funny. Yes. So he started point forward, which came after Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson yes. was point guard. He guarded the point guard. Dude, Scottie Pippen was a point forward, so he didn't on defense. Okay, so by your definition, Steph Curry's not a point guard because Clay Thompson, like if Kyrie's whoever the best player on the other team is, Clay's guarding him. So it's a moot. It's a moot point. It's a moot point. It's not a moot point because unless unless the 
the point guard on the opposite team is um, is really really good. Yeah, yeah, they may throw clay on him. The games but he's evolved, just guard. Mike. Come out of the nineties, bro. The games the evolved. Games it's evolved. positionless. There's basketball. certain things about the game that are just true, man. I don't know. You sound like, anyways. We but should get in the content. We should get in the content. We're digging a hole here. Yeah, we are. We are. You started this. <laughs> you starting off the year in a bad way. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I apologize. That was probably about five minutes of content that probably half of you did not even care to listen for. <laughs> but we are enthusiasts about basketball and the game of basketball, and um, mm. we're pretty passionate. Clearly, we've drawn lines in the sand about uh, about some of these things. But uh, let's talk about some of the other exciting things happening in January. Riley, you're you're being set in as lead pastor yeah, of Nana th- Church this VA. weekend. This weekend, yep, it'll be the. The 10th of January, I'll be lead pastor, man of church, VA. That's two up, two, two down. down. Come I on. I love that. Virginia, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited, man. Shout out to, to man of church, Newport News. So, again, we're, we're, we're taking over. We're starting this strategy where we're going to multiply, um, spread the news and Dude, I can't wait to see three churches there. So I know you're coming in the next wave of oh, reinforcement, yes, um, planting man of church there across the water. And, yeah, dude, it's just just really exciting to start 2020 um in a new role, um getting behind what God's doing, man. So I'm I'm thankful, cool, really am. Uh, for our listeners out there, would you share? I know we've talked about it, yeah. But would you share a little bit of the strategy of Man of Church? Yeah, and multiply, and what your role is in that in Man of Church, Virginia. Yeah, so um, dude. If you've been listening to the pod, then then you know this. You're you're probably invested in this. So again, shout out to those of you who are leading microsites. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like our our strategy. Uh, so Mana Church um, was founded in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's the sending church. Uh, that's where um, our senior pastor Michael Fletcher um, grew this amazing church that um, really had a problem um, due mm-hmm. to military PCS. So if you know anything about Fayetteville, North Carolina, you will know that it's right next to Fort Bragg, which is the home of special operations, mm-hmm. um, and that means people are rotating around. We also got the eighty second Airborne, so. Um, one day, Michael heard from God, um, I think in a moment of frustration where he was like, you know what? I should have sent pastors with these these people as they relocate. And then it clicked. Um, and so we started planting churches along what we call the military highway, anywhere military members relocate mm-hmm. uh, once they leave Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, so, again, we're a church that's for our city, for our community with a heart for the military. Um, so again, like man, church is multiplying. We got microsite leaders. So those are folks who start house churches, churches that meet in, um, some unique environments, um, that are being led by military members. Uh, whether that be yeah. someone on active duty, someone in the reserve, someone who wants to take man church with them mm-hmm. when they relocate. Um, so that's what a microsite is. It can be anything from a house church to, um, a gathering of roughly a hundred people who are meeting in a rented facility. Um, then we're church planting. So we are also planting standalone mana churches um, where we're setting up guys to be lead pastors. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the role that I'm stepping in. Um, it's the role that Mike is being groomed and developed for, and he'll be in the next wave there in Virginia um, where 
hey man we're making it happen uh well we're gonna train teams we're going through the arc process uh so again a lot of a lot of in the weeds information um but we really believe god's in this we really believe that he's graced man a church uh to be a church not only to reach military but to mobilize military um, to engage their community so uh, quick wave top version of multiply 273 churches crazy goal crazy ambition yeah um but we we know the lord's in it so yeah, and it's exciting. I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's important for for our listeners just so they can understand a little bit of a, of of the vision that that we have personally. Right. Uh, obviously, you'll see some of that bleed into what we discuss in, in the in the podcast, but also because uh, the podcast is now. You know, I know a lot of people are listening to our podcast in Fort Leonard Woods. Shout out to you guys, yeah, Microsite, yeah. come on, Liaron and Stacy. Yep. And then, of course, Ryan and El Paso. Mm. Um, Tejas. Yeah. Texas. Tejas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even our microsite in Germany. Yeah. Man, that's man, awesome. Dude. So it's just it's, global. it's cool to celebrate. Global, yeah, it's baby. international. I love so that. So good. So cool. Man international. That, mm, dude, that has a ring to just it. Just saying. I'm going to have to write that down. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but uh, if that's a thing, you heard it here first. Mm. But uh, – no, for real, it's, it's good to for our listeners also to to understand the vision of Man of Church because I feel like a lot of our listeners really are a part of Man of Church in some way. Yeah. Um, and for those who are you, you who are not part of, of, of Man of Church, you understand the uh, and you're you're part of the church and and you feel like a, a call uh, towards a vision like that. It kind of makes spark an interest and whatnot. Maybe maybe lead you to get some resources and maybe if you find yourself in a place where hey a microsite may be coming to you right, soon. Right. Hey, this is this is a good place uh, where you can get some resources, maybe grow in an area that God is calling you to Come be. On, so bro. I appreciate you sharing about that. It's a huge vision. It's a big, 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 big vision. Um, but it's uh, it's amazing. I love it. Mm. I-, I love it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, bro. So, uh, yeah, big big shout out again to uh, our the microsites in uh, Fort Leonardwood and and El Paso, Germany, and uh, tons of other places. I wanted to ask uh, another question before we get into the content. Obviously, it's 2021. We're in January, mm. uh, first week uh, of the month. And um, what was the best thing you were looking forward to in, in 2021 as this year continues to roll out? Yeah, dude. Um, so obviously, you know, stepping into the role of lead pastor, um, you know, taking – Again, the next step in what God's calling me to do um, is exciting. Um, you know, we're moving houses and and, <laughs> and and moving to a new city and all those things. Obviously, I got a lot to look forward to. Um, but the thing I'm actually looking forward to the most, um, I'm going to step into tomorrow. Or actually, no, this will be um, on the 11th. Um, that's when we start our 21 days of prayer and mm-hmm. fasting. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, that's just kind of the rhythm we have at Man of Church. We like to start the year off with a time of prayer and fasting. And fasting is simply turning off some of the things that drive us. So maybe it's some things you eat or some things you watch. Um, basically removing those um, distractions to make space to connect with God. Um, so disconnect from the world or reconnect with God. Um, and, bro, I've dude, I've been doing this probably about five years now. Where I take these 21 days um, to get with God and bro the download um just yeah just connecting with him um so i I know it's it's probably not the big highlight thing that people were probably expecting me to say but dude i really love starting the year off fasting and just connecting with god Uh, it's just such a rich time for me um and i know that's what's going to propel me forward um to do what he's asked me to do so so yeah 
it's kind of a rhythm too. I mean, we we take this rhythm of of starting out our day mm-hmm. in relationship with or in in that place where we're connecting with God personally. Right. Um, why not start the year that way? I know we talked about right. in our, our shock drop episode on Christmas Day. Yep. Uh, we talked about um, reflection, and yeah, man, we yeah. there was just so. I I wish we had more time than what we actually put into Bro, that. I episode. went back and reflected on that episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> That was a good one, man. That was a good it was. One. It was. It was a lot of fun, and I think it was. It was obviously it's timely because of the time of year, people's natural rhythms. But also, um, you know, I think it, I think it's really helpful to to be able to reflect. Yeah. Um, but it's also helpful. I feel like there's this shift looking forward. Whenever you, you end a year, you reflect, and then when you start a year, it's almost like you're looking forward into what what you want to accomplish, or maybe what God has put on your heart for the for 2021. And I think. Starting out in that place of submission and devotion, and and talking to God, and, and in that personal relationship with God, yeah. through twenty one days of prayer and fasting, or however whatever rhythm that looks like to, for you, I think is is vital and it's important. I've seen a lot of fruit in my life uh, from that as well. I think for me the the biggest thing I'm looking for in twenty uh, forward to in twenty twenty one is uh, I I kind of see this just because of how twenty twenty ended for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the roles that are that are just um, God has been kind of leading me into, I, I kind of see this as a year more of uh, uh, of learning and growing what what it is to to lead a church. Wow! Um, and uh, I, I'm just excited for for all the opportunities that are going to continue to un, unravel. I, I'm sure there are going to be a tremendous amount of challenges through for those sure. opportunities. But that's the whole thing. It's that's like, right. that's, that's, that's been my season that's for it, a man. while is those challenges and how they grow you and develop you. Um, you know, kind of this thing you and me joke about, like we're built for this, that's you know, it, baby. and that's it's it. not an arrogance in our thing. It's just, look, you know, this is where we're at. Uh-huh. The circumstances is that a sovereign God put me in this place. You know what? I'm just going to act like I'm built for it. And I'm going to keep <laughs> I'm going supposed forward. to be here. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it, it's uh, it a lot. Some of the some of the things that I feel like uh, drive me forward, and we've talked about it. Um, they 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 come. I don't want to say they come from a foolish place, but the idea is somewhat foolish. Sure. Uh, but it's kind of like this. When you're in a relationship with God, it's never you're not in control. Right. So it's foolish only because the control is not in your hands. Mm. That, that's that's the key is like, yeah, it's foolish, but it's not foolish like you're a fool. It's foolish because you're not in control. Wow. And that's 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 huge. Oh, that's huge. That, bro, it's weird. You just kind of kind of gave me a sermon illustration. Have you ever seen um, it's a Disney movie, uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, man, I love that you know, movie. I, that's one of my favorites, man. <laughs> I'm going to wreck it. Uh, and so, like, imagine like a, a video game character. Uh-huh. Um, again, the, the, you're on the outside of the arcade machine or mm-hmm. your Xbox or whatever, and they are being controlled by you. Yeah. Um, and just imagine, like, so put yourself in that spot. <laughs> y'all, if you listen to the pod, you know Mike and I. We we we're gamers, so we 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 play some video games. Uh, but there are times where I'm like. I do some dumb stuff with my character. Um, so we love this game called Destiny, which if you're not on that, get on it. Um, friend us or whatever the term is. Um, join our clan. Bro, so we, we were rolling with our, our buddy, Dan Richardson. Um, dude, I was roasting him. And his mic wasn't working, so it was even funnier because he would have to text us. What he, 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 we would talk trash, and he would have to text his response. It was great. It was great. So Dan, he's... They have these little like speeder bike things, um, 
and he was going fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we were following him and like because he he was leading the mission. And bro, yeah. he, he led us to this cliff, and we just all jumped off, and we, we all, all died. Yeah, come on, man, what are you doing? And so I imagine being our character in that moment, where the character's like, "This is a cliff. Like, we're going. <laughs> we're going. We're so committed. We're just going. I'm not in control. And, yeah, and I'm going off this cliff. So, yeah. um, thankfully, God's better at being controlled oh, yes. than we are. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. But it still feels that way. It's like, where are we going? So, yeah. I think it's only foolish when you when you put your trust or release control to anything other than God. Yes. That's when it actually is <laughs> foolish. So uh but yeah, that that's that's what I'm looking forward to in twenty twenty one is is uh just I think it's a season of growth and preparation for yeah. for, for everything that's coming in, in Virginia. And I am I'm, I'm so excited about Virginia and the prospect. Uh this is the time that we spent uh visiting in Virginia and, and that Tidewater region. It's it's exciting. Yes, I, sir. I love it. Um uh, it's a really, really awesome place, and oh, just yeah. the potential and the opportunities yeah, and the people there, man. I have had to connect. I've been able to connect and had the privilege of connecting with a lot of the people in in, in VA and and um, the man of church that's already there right now, Newport News. And man, it's just it's so cool. Mm-hmm. The, just the welcoming atmosphere, the fun atmosphere to be able to connect with 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 people that you just you're on mission with you know you're you're out there to share the gospel and to share uh you know spread throughout this region but man they're buying in and they're 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 coming like hey we're they're they're already like they're they're already there like yes let's go do that let's go plant three churches let's Mm. go take over this region and share the gospel throughout the region so man it's such a blessing to be able to partner with people like that so shout out to y'all uh newport news we love you um yeah, can't I'm, wait. I'm excited. Yeah, can't wait. Let's do it. That's good. <laughs> so, um, again, as I was saying, we talked about reflection the last episode. What what has been um, a theme for you in in this season? How how is God building you and teaching you in this season? Yeah, um, I think I'm kind of in that that readiness posture uh, that you were talking about. Um, so you know, we kind of ended the year, uh, basically encouraged you guys to embrace the habit of reflection. Um, and me personally, I just kind of looked back at the crucible of 2020 um, and really saw this refining process that that God was um, taking me through. Um, and so now that I'm on the other side of that refining process, I'm, uh, I'm kind of asking the question, OK, what have I been refined for? Um, like like what's the purpose of the preparation so uh, I am excited to to see that and I think the theme um, again I'm gonna use some military language um, but this it feels like pre-deployment for me right now Um, like that's good you do all the training you do Mm -hmm. all the stuff but now I'm at that moment where it's like okay I got my bags and I'm about to hop on this c-17 and and we're about to get to work get it done yeah man so like so honestly that that's that's kind of where my head is. That's where my heart is. Uh, I feel like my, my spirit's in that spot where That's it's awesome. like, bro, we better go take some ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, man. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, the um, um, my my season has really been um, one of, of preparation, and it, it's been challenging in a lot of ways. Um, but it's it's man, it's been so good throughout all the challenges and all, all the things that have come. I mean. Sometimes there are some challenges that come come, and they rattle you. Sure. They shake you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shake the core of, of what you believe and what, oh, you're, yeah. what you're striving for. Oh, um, yeah. And it's kind of when it's like, why now? <laughs> why now? <laughs> but it's all preparation. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think I shared last time with, uh, with uh, 
tailgate pod listeners about the the verse that I feel like has been the theme for me and from Jeremiah twelve five where it talks about if you if you race with runners and they uh, tire you out, how can you compete with horses? Mm. And so I, I would say I kind of actually journaled about this some time ago, and um, I'd say that the theme is make peace in your heart with the discomfort of war. Wow. That's kind of really where I've been at for for this thing, and and it's it's been fun. It's been exciting as as you kind of grow into it. It's 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 purposeful. The battle, and because yeah, and it's like all right, well, as long as I'm fighting, I'm walking in this purpose and so it's it's cool man it's cool that's good Mm. so that's kind of where i'm at um so the content for this episode i'm excited about this because i feel like we talked about reflection last episode and then looking forward we're not going to look into goal setting or any of that stuff at all in the very first episode of 2021 for the tailgate pod we're going to talk about actually it's something that that has been personal to me for a long time it, it kind of it was this aha moment and it was just with this one question of why mm. um and riley you actually preached a, a message here at manna church recently uh, yeah. about about this and man it just fired up something in me and Let's i was go. like look man we we, we got to talk about this <laughs> in the podcast so um riley would you unpack that unpack this 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 why question uh, for our listeners, please. That's cool, man. Well, first, I'm honored. I, I, that was that was cool, man. Um, yeah, dude. Um, so I, I was asked, like, hey, why don't you share, um, you know, just from your heart about why plant a church? Like, why why are you um, church planting? And um, I, yeah, I, I think I was just captured by the the first part of that. Like, so forget the blank, but why? Like, let, let's just start with why. So um, years ago, I read this book. Um, by Simon Sinek. Um, you've, if you listen to this pod, you probably heard me reference him a few times because um, I think he just he just dropped some some great gems for yeah. us. Um, and and he talks about having a great why. And um, I my takeaway from that is if you start with why, then what does it matter? Um, like if you if you know yeah. your why, if you know why God put you on the planet, then it doesn't matter what you do because you're going to be motivated by that why. And um, so as, as I crafted the message that I wanted to share with Man in Church in Fayetteville, it was um, the intent was to inspire people to embrace the why, um, mm-hmm. to get behind the, the mission and not necessarily what particular thing it is you're doing. Um, and and I, and I think the, the powerful part of why um, is because it's such a shift from just culturally and in society in America, we, we tend to get caught up in what? Yeah. Um, for example, um, most of us were kids, public school, and one of the things you get asked probably, I don't know, maybe as early as third grade is, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> and I was like, "What? Yeah, the Green Ranger is who I want to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a kid. I like, was let, Spider-Man. So let, yeah. let me dream, you know, and uh, well, I'm glad you became Iron Man. Yeah, uh, me too, man. Yeah. R.I.P. Iron Man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry, you guys should really see Mike's bad. face. Really? He's a legend. We'll always remember. Don't him don't forever. do that. Don't do that. Anyway. Don't patronize <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we we start with what do you want to do, and I think 
so at least for me in my experience, I grew up trying to figure out the answer to that question. I was like, well, I don't know. Like lawyers make lots of money, and I guess that's what I want to do. I want to make <laughs> lots, lots of money. money. I, I want to be in the NBA. Like so, I, I kept chasing what's. Yeah. Um, throughout high school, I was pursuing what's. Um, college, same thing. Even in my military career, I was chasing what. Like I always wanted to be the next rank. Um, I wanted to be in special missions units. So I, it was all about the what for me. Yeah. Um, and then slowly God began to get a hold of my heart and, um, I discovered my why, uh, I discovered that my why had to do with people. Um, mm. and, and the message, so good, man. And, then, and the message when I, when I shared it, um, you know, I basically gave three words, uh, why, who, and where, and what I wanted the church to, to, to get was, I think a good why is all about getting a who a people mm-hmm. to a where, um, a destination. It's fun, yeah. Um, and so then we just kind of looked at scripture, some examples of that. Um, again, the greatest why ever. Um, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. I'm biased. I also know it's true um, that the greatest why ever is is Jesus. He came to get who you and me, like his yeah. people, where to heaven, to the presence of the Father. So he, he was a man on a mission. Um, he was relentless. He he was a carpenter's son, so he, he did different jobs. Mm-hmm. He did different things. His what didn't matter because yeah. he knew his why. Um, that, yeah. and, and that's what caught a lot of people off guard because they they were listening to him teach, and they're like, wait, aren't you the carpenter's son? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, build a table, what build a yeah, chair. That's, that's what, what you, do. you do. And Jesus is like, no, here's why I do. Mm-hmm. And, bro, and, and, and so he, he reads some Isaiah to him and says, hey, this, this is fulfilled right now. Like, yep. So... He knew his why. Um, so when they say things about his upbringing, when they say things about his family dynamics, when his own family members question what it is he's yeah. doing, he, he was resolved. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, who's my mother? Who's my brother? Those who do the will of my father. I, so I, I know my yeah. why. Um, and so for me, once I discovered my why had to do with helping lost people meet Jesus, uh, it didn't matter if I was an airman in the Air Force, if I was oh, a tech yeah. sergeant, uh, if I was a janitor, if I was a plumber, if I was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I knew my why. And I would use whatever was available for me mm-hmm. to achieve that objective. So a little bit a little bit of going into it. But. You know, that's that's good. So and what I love about that is that I think um, it's easy to get caught into the what's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's easy to go when what one what doesn't work out you go into the next one another one mm-hmm. or the next what or the next what mm-hmm. so you keep going and and the thing that i i love about how you shared that is um here's the thing a lot of times it's so freeing to think of that question why why mm-hmm. do i do this and i think honestly we talked about reflection the last episode that's a really important question to ask yourself in reflection why mm-hmm. am i doing this yeah, yeah. why I'll, I'll get a little bit personal here um uh, and share a little bit with 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 the listeners about what um, you know, something that we, me and my wife, me and Satin, just kind of discussed. And um, you know, she's she's a nurse. She's an amazing nurse. Uh, she's so good at what she does. And uh, you know, there were some challenges that we were uh, facing uh, specifically with uh, her. You know, 
the amount of time that was necessary, the strain uh, that that was necessary for her to invest in in her work, wow. and then the strain that it was putting on on just our family dynamic, and um, just the strains on on the entire healthcare system right now, and how it's so demanding mm-hmm. for uh, for people in that uh, in that career field. So, man, bless you, uh, anybody who's serving in that career field. God bless you. Heroes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, what you do is is clearly. It's not seen by many, but but it it, it has an impact. Absolutely. Um, but we we kind of came to the conclusion we we had to make a decision like, hey, do you want to continue doing this, mm. or should we change this? And here's what we did: we we wrestled with that question for a while. But here's what we came down to: and this is what allowed us to make the decision. We asked, why are you doing this? Why why are you doing this <laughs> wow. job? Why are you doing this job? And we boiled it down to: well, it provides some financial security for us. Mm. That's what we actually boiled it down. So my, at this point, you know, our family dynamic has shifted, and a lot of the aspirations that we have, they just changed. It's sure. morphed into more of, of what, what we feel God has called us to do. And uh, at this point in time, um, my wife, being being a nurse, is just that's just not the, the place. It provides financial security. It doesn't really further God's calling on our family. Sure. So we had to wrestle with that. And like, you know what? Is it really worth us investing all this sacrificing in our marriage, sacrificing in our you know time with our kids, sacrificing all the things that we've been sacrificing mm. just for financial stability. Bro. And we came to the conclusion that that why was not good enough. Mm. So thankfully, she's she's back at home right now, killing it with uh, homeschool and, yeah. and just man, she it's it's so great having having her at home. Uh, and and don't I don't want our, our listeners to hear like oh well you know Mike Mike's very traditional no. That we came to this decision because we feel this was best for what God is calling us to Absolutely. do. Uh, I, I love how successful and how amazing my wife is at what she does, and yeah. probably at some point in the future, maybe she'll she'll want to have uh, she'll feel called, and we feel like you know that's the the next step for her to grow in in that field. But right now, we just felt like that wasn't it. So the right. why was just financial. I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna. Why would I I trade? Uh, you know experiences with family and with mm. you know in my marriage and all this stuff for for financial that just like nah yeah so my our, our why informed that decision so you know well, why do you stop working well because we feel god is calling us to this and this there is going to help us so there's a why right there our right. why informed that decision yeah dude i love that because like like how you phrase that the why informed the what yeah um, yeah, yeah because you know we don't need to always shift our what um like some people have a leadership calling, uh, but mm-hmm. you're you may not be in a position of leadership. Right, right. Lead where you're at. Yeah. Like like don't wait until you get that opportunity. Like, well, you know, I'm not the boss, so I'm not gonna assert myself or I'm not gonna share my good ideas. And it's like, no, you need to share. Like if yep. that's that's your why, if that's why you're there, then leverage that and use it and it'll create the opportunity um uh, for you to step into whatever it looks like. And and I think the reason why um we get caught up in our what um, is because we find our worth in our work. Um, yeah. Like, bro, I, yeah, man. I, I, I'm just going to be transparent. I, I thought I had an impressive military career. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait to tell you about my what. Um, <laughs> like, I hated my what at first um, because mm-hmm. I, I enlisted. Um, I, I took a like a semester of college. Um, again, I was chasing my NBA hoop dream, and that wasn't planning out the way I thought it was at a Division three um, program. 
So um, I ended up having to have a partial scholarship. So I took out a student loan. Then the student loan showed up, and I'm like, oh, man, this is expensive. Um, <laughs> life life costs money. <laughs> so my motivation um, to serve, there was a little bit of patriotism in there. I mean, obviously, I was a high school kid when 9-11 went down, so I kind of sure. had that in me. Um, but, again, it was a financial motive. I'm like, I got to get rid of the student loan. So I enlisted in the Air Force, and I went in open, open general. Um, so that's kind of like you roll the dice, and whatever job you get is what you get. Whatever the biggest need is. Bro, yep. So they were like – were. There were 10 of us um, in my, um, um, in, I guess, in my, my squadron in basic training um, that were open general, right? Um, eight of the 10 were security forces. The other, Bro, That's usually what goes, to, what goes down, too. Yeah. The other two of us were personnelists. Yeah. I was one of the two. And, dude, I'll, I'll never forget this. This, this, is, this is the moment I hated my what? Uh, <laughs> so I'm in basic training and it's like during our warrior week. So, and I know the army and my other brethren and the sister services are laughing about the air force warrior week, but it was intense. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> there was no, bro, I'm with you. I'm bro, with you. There was no air, you. AC out there. Yeah. Like it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so we're doing those drills where you're working on like some of your, your tactical movements. Yeah. So you have, um, you know, your rifle and they call this drill. I'm up. They see me. I'm down. Uh-huh. Um, so basically you run and then everyone will audibly say these words. I'm up. So you, you start laying down on the ground. Then you get up. You say, I'm up. You run a few yards as fast as you can. Then you say they see me. And then you get back down in the prone position as quickly as you can. Right. So so I'm there and I'm a little mad that I'm a personnelist. I'm like, oh, the Air Force thinks I'm a desk guy. The Air Force <laughs> thinks I need to be in the office. I'm going to show the Air Force how I feel. So, man, I'm killing this drill. Um, yeah. And again, because I was a collegiate athlete, so yeah. I was in pretty good shape when I enlisted. And, bro, I'm ahead of everybody. Like I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> lap people. And so one of the drill, um, the TIs, the technical instructors, kind of like a drill sergeant, same thing. Um, he's like, I was a dorm chief, too. He's like, hey, dorm chief. And I was like, sir, trainee holiday reports order. He's like, Dorm Chief, what's your job? I'm a personnelist. <laughs> this dude cussed me I out. I bet he did. Bro, he cussed me out. He's like, are you bleep, 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 bleeping me? He was like, you're the fastest guy out here. You're a personnelist. You're going to be following awards and decorations. Get out of my formation. I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and And that's when I realized. I was like. I have the worst job. Now, it was an awesome job. I loved it. Uh, I was able to finish uh, a lot of my education. I was able to meet my wife. So, hey, girl, thank you, God, for making me <laughs> a personnelist because that's where I met my Tasha Halliday. So, anyways, um, because of my what, it drove me um, to show people they were wrong. Um, so, again, just some insecurities and stuff like that yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but that's why I pursued special operations because I wasn't a personnelist. Um, and, and I think... I think we find success in what, but we don't find significance until we discover why. That's so um, good. Yeah. So so again, I just chased another what, and that didn't satisfy me. Like it just felt like another job. It just felt like another thing. Um, so, thankfully, um, God through again through that process yeah. to reveal my why to me. So, I think that story also highlights. Um, so you say you went open. Yeah. So because when you don't have a, a why. You just kind of go what, for whatever comes out. Whatever but see, is. if you have a why, you're going to be more wise Selective. about the choices mm-hmm. that you make yep. uh, and how they, they get you to that to that why or, or really keep you in that why if you're already uh, walking in that, uh, which is kind of funny. I, I say that because I think as a, 
as a person who 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 has that why um you still set goals and you mm-hmm. still still strive for things but those goals always come out of that why they don't they don't come out of the what or this is just what we do no this is what we do because yes. such such and such yes so that's good and uh, I know you, you shared a little bit about uh, Jesus, Jesus, why, and and I love that. Um, actually, as I was reflecting and thinking about this uh, topic, start starting with why and and what's your finding your why, what's your why. Um, I thought about the uh, Luke 15. Some people refer to it as the the lost chapter because it has the the woman who loses the coin, and then the uh, the ninety nine sheep, and then the prodigal son. Um, I think it clearly. So Jesus gives these 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 parables back to back. These stories right. he shares these stories yep. with uh, with an audience back Sermon to back. Series. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, basically what it is. But it, the cool thing is that it illustrates his why. It's like he hits it several times, mm. and the value of it. If you look at it, it, it changes. He Raises starts stakes, off. Yeah, yeah, he starts off with with a sheep, and then there's a a, a lost coin that's mm. worth more than the sheep, and then it's actually a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he shares about the prodigal son, and if you, you you've heard, I think we've talked about the prodigal son on the tailgate pod before. But uh, essentially, what's happening is that this this son wants his inheritance early. He basically does not care for what his dad does, doesn't care for his future with his dad, and basically says, "Hey, give me my inheritance." I wish you were dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In context, yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't get your inheritance. Until That's right. Dad was, yeah. So uh, give it to me early, so I can go and do what I want to do. So his dad obliges him and gives him his inheritance, and the guy goes on his way, squanders it, uh, and this dude ends up like he runs out of money, and he ends up starting to clean pig, uh, pig sties, yeah. and he's looking at the pigs and he's envying what they're Man, eating. That looks good, bro. Oh. Bro, oh. I don't even know. I've seen what pigs eat, bro. Like that ain't yeah, no that way. ain't right, dude. Yeah. It just ain't right for me to envy that. I'd have to be in a low place. Yeah. Uh, so. So he comes back. Here's the thing. Here's what's what's so beautiful about this is that this story, he has this thought. I'll go. My my dad's slaves yeah. don't eat this poorly. This, yeah. Yep. So so his idea is like, let me go back. Surely I'm not going to go back and be a son. I've I've forsaken. I'm not worthy oh, of being yeah. his son. But he, maybe he'll take me back as a slave. So this dude is like, I'm out. He goes back to his dad. His dad runs towards him, yeah. puts his arms around him before he even has a a, a word to get out, a way of, of sharing how he feels. His mm-hmm. dad puts a ring on his finger, mm-hmm. gets him a, a new robe, yeah. puts some sandal on Brand his feet. Brand new pair of J's. Come on. Great, man. It's, it's such on, an amazing dad. story about the gospel. But here's the thing. That's, that's the father's heart. Yes. That is the father's heart. That's the why. That's the why he he does everything. That's the why creation, you know, and and, and all these things function the, the 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 way that they do. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus came and and had to be a he had to be uh, fully fully God and fully human and come and live his life in a yeah. perfect way and die the death that he died and then resurrect. All those things had mm-hmm. to be intentional. They're all driven by a why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love that. I love that. What what these stories uh, share uh, about that. I don't. What What do you think, Riley, about about Jesus's why? Do you have any other thoughts? Are there any other scriptures that you can think of that kind of reflect that? Yeah, dude. Um, I, I think there's one. It's um, let me go to it real quick. It's one of the 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 statements we have in the context of man of church about the church, like the oh, the, yeah, the, the yeah, body, yeah. right? Um. 
it's in Ephesians, and this is Paul. He's he's encouraging the the church in Ephesus, and again, he's kind of going into why, like why the church, um, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. So um, if you listen to the pod, sometimes you hear Mike and I talk about the enemy and talk about the kingdom of darkness and how we're advancing the kingdom, God's reign here on the earth, um, so that those individuals may know that this was in accordance with the eternal purpose, which he carried out in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, so, so the church is absolutely the point. Um, yeah. like, like God wants to establish his reign on the earth through the church, through the people whose lives that he changes, through the people whose lives he restores. He has the most amazing why ever. And again, I'm not going to nerd out too much theology, yeah. um, but um, Star Wars is kind of real. Uh, oh yeah, like the, oh yeah. There, there is this galactic battle going <laughs> on um, in, in the spiritual realm yeah. where God's authority and His reign is under question. Um, mm-hmm. Our enemy, um, the devil, the, the Satan, the accuser. Um, he, he that's who he is. So he's in court saying God isn't loving, God isn't just. He doesn't yeah. deserve to be in charge. Um, and the way God is showing His love through Jesus, um, again it. I hate to describe it this way because, again, you can always bet on God. But when we look at his love, it's scandalous. Like, yeah. no one would give their life for someone else the way he does. Like, mm-hmm. just all in, committed to our success, to seeing us get to the finish line. Um, because he's not doing it as a what. He's bro, doing it as that's a why. why dude. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have a why, it, you're, you're focused. Dude. You're focused on that mission, dude. So, uh, something, as we were in the reading plan um, last year, it was in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and King Hezekiah. So he, yeah. he's having this moment and Sennacherib. So he's like this this general, this king of in Assyria, and they're coming to just crush yeah. um, the the last little remnant of of Israel. And and he prays his prayer to God, and basically says, "Look, God, I get it. I messed up. I made mistakes. Mm-hmm. This guy is saying this about you, <laughs> like." <laughs> Because I mean, they sent him this letter. It was it was it was a pretty gangster letter. He was yeah. like, "Look, we've conquered many, many nations with many gods, and you're just another one of them." Yeah. Um, so King Hezekiah takes that letter and lays it before God in the temple, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is what this, this is what this guy about says you. about you." So God's response response through the prophet Isaiah is, "I'm doing this because of who I am. Like I will. So let that sink in. Yeah. I will save you because of who I am." Like it's it's yeah, his right. why, and, and 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 as I look at that and and just unpacking who our God is, it's intrinsic motivation. Yeah, um, he loves us, but he loves us because it's generated from him, and there is nothing he won't do to get you, um, bro. That's <laughs> it's it's so actually what he his response he actually takes it a, a step further. He says uh-huh. for who he, because of who he is. And because of my son, uh, of David, because of David. But here's the thing. He starts out with because of who he is. And you know why? Yes, it's symbolic of, of, of it, it, it's his his declaration of authority. It's yep. his place. I, I, I understand that. But here's the thing. Because God is who he is, mm. he can't not be God. Wow. Right? So if he can say because of David, like, yes, that's, that's a big deal. But David's a human. Right. But so when you human. say it by God, mm. 
That means, hey, there's no compromise in that. Come on. There's zero compromise in that statement because of who God, God's nature and his character are in this. And that's just a level of, of holiness that we can't meet. So he has to say by himself first and then, yeah, David too. So good. Like I promise this to David too. Like it's true. And it's kind of like this thing is like, we we have the ability to connect with God through other people's stories. Sure. Uh, so I, I love that. I love that you shared that that um, that story. That's actually one of my favorite stories in Scripture. Mm. Um, so I got a, a a question. I think you you hit on this a little bit, but how did you discover your why? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I think God again. He, he's using the tapestry of our lives to like to to navigate us, to lead us. Um, to fulfill the calling that he laid out before us, right? So I, th- I think for me, uh, again, just being extremely practical, I discovered my why in a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I really got connected um, at Mana Church um, and seeing how my life was transformed, obviously, uh, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit and being in relationship with him, but also by being in relationship with people. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kind of living the christian life where you know i go to church um i would go to a gathering and that was kind of it then i went to work monday through friday and then saturday i'd go do whatever i want not come to church again on sunday like yeah. that was that was what my faith looked like um and once i got in community with other believers and doing life with other believers like i just found a joy man um mm. like it was it was wild and it was the first time I was a part of a, um, I'll use the word, a missional community. So a community yeah. that was intentional about, okay, like it's great that we're all saved and we're all Christian, um, but we know some people who aren't. Yeah. Um, so let's let's figure out ways to love on them and serve them and, and help them meet the Jesus that we know. Um, so the moment, um, again, it was in one of our small groups called Next Step at mm-hmm. Mana Church. Um, and that's where we really answer some of these questions about who we yeah. are, why we're here, where we're going, and what's your part. Bro, that was the first time, um, and I was raised church, but I, I kind of grew up in a church where it was, uh, there's a church and then there's the world. Yeah, it was inward secular, facing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it was like, don't, don't be in the world because the world's bad and you just need to stay over here. Wow. Yeah, dude. And so that, that was just kind of my, yeah, my worldview. Yeah. Um, and when I realized like, no man, we're on the offense, we're not supposed to hide and bunker mm-hmm. down over here and simply wait until jesus comes back yeah um but he's given us authority he's given us ground to take um and we need to be about our father's business Mm -hmm. um so bro that clicked for me in that group and and that's when i discovered my why my why was to to populate heaven and to plunder hell um that's awesome like uh, bro (laughs) bro like we're we're, we're rescuing it yeah again me being in a special missions unit that just clicked yeah like it was like oh my god like I've been sitting here this entire time wasting time. Mm. Um, like how many rooms have I been in with lost people? Like how mm. many guys have I been on mission with? And, you know, like I started to reflect on those opportunities. I'm like, all right, God, from, from this day forward, I'm, I'm, I'm not missing those. Um, so I discovered my why. It's about getting who, people, where into the presence of God. That's awesome. Um, and again, I wasn't weird about it, so I didn't like – 
you know, take a bunch of tracks and like walk into work the next day. I'm like, y'all need to get saved. <laughs> y'all, need to get, y'all need Jesus. Nah, bro, you just do it through relationships. Like you yeah. connect with people. God creates those opportunities. You start having deeper conversation. Dude starts, you know, being transparent about his marriage and how it's not in the best spot. Or mm-hmm. maybe he's got a kid and it's just real difficult. And then I'm like, bro, like I get it. Um, I was actually praying about something similar. My wife and I were in that season like two yeah. years ago. And here's how God got me through. And he's like, wait, God got you through? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know how I would survive this without him. All right, you got to tell me more, dude, because I don't know how I'm going to survive tomorrow. And I'm like, too easy, bro. Let me introduce you to him. Like, so those type of conversations. Those conversations, yeah. Bro, that, um, it kind of reminds me of Hacksaw Ridge. Mm. uh, Where get one more. Yeah, dude. Like, it just became this spiritual battle space where it's like, all right, God, just one more conversation. Yeah. Like, who, who else is dealing with something? And so I became that person it on my job in my special awesome. missions unit. And again, I didn't have to change my what. Now, God would ultimately call me um, to do that um, when the opportunity came for me to be ordained as a pastor. Um, but I was pastoring long before I was set in and ordained because I didn't right. know why. Right, yeah. Like, dude. So, yeah, dude. Like, anyways, I, we can, I can go on. I'm not going to re-preach the message. But, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it, it, it just clicked. Yeah. Um, it really did. So Yeah, for me... Um, Kind of, it's a little bit my my story. I'll share a little bit of my story with uh, with listeners. I think I've hinted around a lot of it, but I'll, I'll be a little bit more transparent, more precise. I think this is a good opportunity to do that. Um, but my my why came from from where where God has brought me. God God gave me my why, um, and it's funny because God gave me my why before I was born. I just didn't know it for a long time, and then I just discovered it with Him. So um, my my wife and me uh we've been married we've been together for about 10 years Come we've been married for about uh this year actually it'll be eight let's eight years go, let's go. yeah so this is yeah this year in uh, april it'll be eight years awesome. uh and then later on in the year it'll be it'll be 11 years that we've been together but here's the thing we um our marriage was was not always in a good place uh we we were not uh we weren't followers of christ i mean we, we were we were not followers of christ to the point where we would we would reject anything of God. We didn't be- want to believe anything of God. So uh, we would even identify as atheists or agnostic. Um, that That's how we walked into Mana Church the first time, as atheists, agnostic. And um, the way that, that we walked in was amazing. So uh, as I shared with y'all, uh, about my wife being a nurse, and so she, she was a nurse. She worked in the ER for some time when we first got together, and uh, um, so she was working in the ER. We were, we were married. Our marriage was in a really, really rough spot. Uh, I mean, it was a place where, where we didn't have any hope. Uh, we we literally thought that our marriage was going to be over. Uh, like a lot of the problems that we were dealing with were problems that kept on coming up, and there were some deep rooted problems. And we had to, we just didn't, we didn't know how to deal with them. We didn't know how to how to work with them. So uh, we just want to give up. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't believe that this was the right thing. We thought, you know, anyways. So my wife is 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 at work, and she's she's um she's a nurse. She's working overnight. She's working Saturday night in the ER. And uh, she gets off work at seven in the morning, and she's she just didn't want to come home. She didn't want even want to be around me. She didn't want to, um, you know. It was kind of like this mutual thing. Like we we were in the middle of an argument. And to this day, I couldn't even I can't even tell you what we were arguing about. Wow. I just know that we hadn't talked to each other in a few days. Like we were just kind of like just avoiding each other, and it's just a bad bad situation. At this point, we had two kids, uh, actually three kids. At this point, uh, Alyssa was really really small, so she I don't think she remembers a lot of this stuff, but um. 
But here's what happened is she gets off work. She doesn't want to come home. So she basically is like, where, where can I go where I don't have to deal with him um, and and just be at peace and just like I'm not going to get into any trouble or anything like that. So um, so someone, a co-worker in passing, it was, they weren't even talking to her. I think she would just happen to be in a conversation, hearing a conversation between a couple of co-workers about Mana Church being a good church. Wow. So she looks it up on her phone. All of a sudden, she she sees that they had uh, they have a eight fifteen service. So she wow. shows up, and she comes home. And I'm you know that kind of spurred the argument a little bit more. Like where have you been? And what's going on? You know why why are you showing up this late? And <laughs> we start talking, and oh, she's she's boy. just very calmly. She's like, I went to church, and I was like, we don't go to church. Yeah, she like, knew you we weren't gonna we be there. Do that? <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. We don't do church. Like wow. what what do you mean you went to church? I went to this church, and I really want you to to come and. Wow. Um, I remember agreeing and then I remember it, it wasn't like I was real negative about it. Like I, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want my, my wife to, I, I just didn't want it. I didn't want to sure. be a part of church. I was very uncomfortable. I thought it was a big church and I don't like these people and these people are judging me. I just had this really negative attitude. I had a comment about everything. Um, God changed something. I went that one time with her and that changed everything. And, you know, throughout the course of, of, our walk, we, we got saved together. We, we got baptized together. We, we started raising our family in a godly way and renewed your vows. Uh, yeah, we renewed our wedding yeah. vows. And the reason for that, uh, so our second wedding anniversary, we renewed our wedding vows. And the reason for that is because we were, we were so hateful in, in how, how we, we did and our, our, our stance against God that we, we didn't want, we didn't want him even mentioned in our wedding vows. Wow. So when we first got married and, um, uh, and it just got to this point where where God transformed and redeemed that. And, you know, my why is because I believe, I, I really believe every day that I come and serve, every day that I, every Sunday, every day that I interact with people, um, you know, that was me, my, my family. We were a statistic. We were going to be, uh, we were going to be divorced at some point. I knew that was going to happen. That was in the cards. Uh, my kids would have been, they would have grown up in a completely different place and, um, you know, my, my why comes from because I know there are people out there that are in that same situation, and I want them to know the redemptive power of the gospel. I want them to know Jesus. I want guys to start learning to be mature men and to be men in a, in a godly way and be led by Jesus. And honestly, look, if I would have known to do that, I would have done it. Right. Like it, it's not because I was a bad, horrible person. Um, I just didn't know how. Bro, and. Uh, I'm over here fighting back tears listening. <laughs> me too, bro. Like it, it's it's a big big thing for me. It's real yeah. personal for yeah. me. And like so as I listen to you, um, and like I know your story, but like just just the power and the weight behind it. Um Yeah, man. And, and again, like that's that's the power of why, right? Um you look at how the prodigal son story ends. Um so then there's the the older brother, the one who stayed. Yeah. Um and he's looking at dad like, What the heck are you doing? Like you, you gonna throw a party for this knucklehead? <laughs> like he 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 was in Vegas. He wasted. He wanted. He wished you were dead. He wasted your everything you gave him. I've been here yeah. serving faithfully. You gonna throw a party for him? Like this dude's mad. And you know what the father said? Like like this, this is the part that gets me choked up because yeah. I I was in a church culture where it was very inclusive. Where yeah. if if someone came in dressed the wrong way or yeah. smelling the wrong way, like they would feel like they didn't belong. And the father's heart is like, your brother was lost, and now he's found. Like, you don't get that. And, and so the father's basically saying, "I'm confused by your confusion." Yeah. Like, why would yeah. we not throw a party for him? Like, 
so again, I don't, I don't know where you are. Uh, we we don't really do altar calls and stuff like that on, on the pod, but y'all, there is a party in heaven yes. waiting on you. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, and again, I'm gonna give you a little bit of theology just because like I, I want you to get it. Like, Scripture tells us that there there are a host of angels in heaven, mm-hmm. and their job they're they're twenty four seven. Their their grind is simply saying holy, holy, holy. Mm-hmm. All that praise, all that attention devoted to that throne devoted to God except for one moment at one moment all of that stops and it's when a prodigal comes home it's when someone makes a decision to trust Jesus so just think of that all of heaven is on the edge of their seat when someone raises their hand when someone trusts him yeah man it's um it's a I'm telling you this that's why I wanted to talk about this the, the 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 whole the power of why see my my story. So I was obviously I was not a pastor right away. It's several years. But here's the thing. My why is why I, I is why I'm a pastor now. Right. Not because that's what I was striving right. for. My why changed when I started realizing that you know what, there's a better way to do this, and I started seeing the fruit of those of that work in yep. my marriage, and my and God saved my marriage that turned things. So I started realizing there's a lot of people out there that don't know Christ the way. That, that I do. I'm not saying I'm, I, I know Christ. I, I know him. I know him. I know him personally and in a relationship. I'm not saying that I'm I'm this theologian or I'm, I'm the most anointed or gifted person on the planet, but my why is clear to me. Mm-hmm. My why is that every single day that we open the doors to this church, every day that we're out there doing missional work, every day that I'm out there and I'm interacting with someone, God may bring someone in my sphere of influence that will that needs to know, hey, Jesus loves you and he yeah. has a better way for Come you. On, bro. And you know what? I know that you're hurting and I know that you're in a place where uh, maybe you don't know how to be a good husband. Mm. Maybe you're in a place where you've made some mistakes. God has redemption from that Come and on. has a way for you. Um, that's my why. That's it, bro. My why is to see families transformed by the gospel. So, um, so yeah, man, that's, that's, that's the story as, as my why. Mm. Um, Man, I, I don't. I don't want to make this too long. I, I had to exhale. Like, yeah. man. <laughs> um, That's good, man. I want to. I want to shift to to our listeners. How mm. can others discover their why, Riley? Yeah, I think you know from hearing your story, from from me sharing a little bit of mine, and obviously we got examples in scripture. And you know, I'm a people watcher. Um, like I said, I, I ended up in a special missions unit where I did a lot of intelligence work. So I watch and study people, and and I think. Again, a, a, a good why is all about getting a who to a where. Um, so the first thing I ask our listeners to do is, who's your who? Um, you know, it's good. We're, we're passionate about the lost people in our lives. Um, I love your story, Mike. You said you were in this place where you didn't know God. Mm-hmm. You used to live in the village of I don't know God. Yep. Then you became a citizen of the village of I do know God, and this place is way better. So okay. what you're doing is you're running back, hey, guys. Don't There's, don't stay here. Mm-hmm. This place is bad. This place is horrible. It's dude. the worst. Yep. Come over here. So you know who those individuals are. They could be your family members. They could be coworkers. They yep. could be classmates. Um, just neighbors. Who are you in relationship with that you can get where yep. to the presence of the Father? Help those prodigals come home. Don't be the the older sibling that's rejecting them and turning them away. Yeah. The next thing I would say is like again, this is unique to the context of man of church, um, but I know a lot of churches are similar. Just just help that person get in a group. 
Yeah. Um, for us, we, we, we call the, the initial groups to kind of help you get started, to get some good foundation. We call it growth track. Um, yeah. And those groups are designed simply to help you identify and take your next step. So help those who's get somewhere. And then the last thing, like, I just think it takes some persistence. Yeah. Um, again, your your story wasn't an overnight thing. Oh, not not um, even close. My story was not definitely not an overnight thing, but there was someone persistent in our lives. Yeah. Um, I, like the first two parables. Um, I, I know Mike went straight to the prodigal son story. That's so powerful. Um, but we look at this shepherd who leaves ninety nine sheep to go get the go one. get the one. And then we look at this 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 lady who, again, she she has a, an amazing amount of wealth. But she lost ten percent of it, and she tore her house apart. Like the amount of time she invested, you could just write it off. Okay, that's only ten percent. Like, give that to God. Like, who, who's worried about it? No, she's like, it's mine. So I would encourage people like to to find a good why. Like, don't give up. Like, be relentless. Be ruthless in your pursuit of finding why yeah. God put you on the planet. And I think it has to deal with getting a who to aware. Oh, absolutely. So pursue them. Don't give absolutely. up on them because God won't give up on us. And that because it it's getting a who from uh from uh where? Yeah, who to aware. Who to aware, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um relationships. That tells That's you it. something about relationships. It's, it's always gonna be with people around you. Um we've talked a little bit about about relationships and the key the key type of relationships that mm-hmm. you you should have in your life and how you nurture them and whatnot. Uh, maybe maybe we'll discuss that in future episodes. But I like it. but here's the thing: find your why. I know that that sounds like a simple question or whatnot. It's not. There's no expectation that you should have that this is answered overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you'll know when you do. I don't think uh, maybe maybe for you it's an aha moment. For me, it was just a stride that I just felt like you know what this is clear. God gave me this this burden for this place uh and everything that i do i mean it's gotten to the point where it started out with god doing it in me yep right then i started going to small groups then i started getting mentoring and then i started started a small group um and then after that i started talking to other small group leaders and i started building relationships and over time we started camping and then you know what? I want to hear what you do when your job. What? What do? You, how do you do this in your job? And right. all these things. Then we got the tailgate, yep. which is just this fun, awesome time. And then we get. Now we're here at the tailgate. But like, dude, this is this is too awesome. Yep. What God is doing is is too awesome for it to just stay here. All fueled look, by I, why? Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to say, hey, me and Riley, we we got it going on or anything like that. It's not like that. It's just we have this tremendous burden to get this content out there and to be able to bless people with it because it's blessed us. It's transformed our lives. It's transformed our marriages and every relationship out there. So we just want to see people walk into who God has called them to be. Mm. So It's going to be a good year, baby. It's going to be great, man. 2021. Start start with why. Start with why. Mm. So, all right. Y'all go ahead and find your whys. Uh, I would encourage you... uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you are not a part of Man of Church, just spend some time praying and fasting. Be intentional about it this month. And I would I would challenge you, ask that question. Um, God, what is my why? Where, where, what have you created me? And, and start walking into those steps. Just start trusting God. Let let go of the control and, and, and let him do what He only he can do. Yeah. So anyways, we love y'all. We're glad that uh, we're glad to be starting off another year with y'all. Um, we'll catch you guys next month. Bless you.